I think I'm playing chess, I see a king, I'm at his neck. I'm three steps ahead of every move, now that's a check. Yes, they wanna know my secret, it's because I never slept. All my nightmares of me at 40, life's a wreck. See my dad and we are dead. back. How long have we been? What, what has this been, three weeks? Like three. Three, three four. four weeks? Something like that. Oh, hi, Jen. <laughs> what is up? What's cracking? All right, we're here. Fernando Petty over here, UVO Studio, UVO Podcast, right here in our building. Uh, UVO building? <laughs> not yet, not yet, not yet. Almost. Oh, Almost. shit. Almost. Uh, I'm joined today with my co-host, Alan Kuntarevich. What's up? <laughs> Back at it like a bad habit, man. Daniel always forgets what he's supposed to do. <laughs> Guys, in he's, in, he's, he's in pajamas over here, yeah, too. We should, where's the... We got the fourth camera. We got to get that other camera and get it on you. Yes. We've been saying it since day one, yeah. right? Uh, but today we're joined with Jennifer Langford, one of our top producing agents here with the UVO Group. Ooh, yeah. Uh, studio audience. <laughs> studio audience. <laughs> one day, huh? One day. Uh, I'm happy we're here. Okay, first of all, uh, there's been a lot of changes here in the in the business. We obviously started two two programs. Uh, they're going pretty good, actually. Um which programs? Mentor. Oh, mentee. yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Mentor, mentee. Uh, so if you guys didn't know UVO Group, we are not a brokerage yet. We are a team, and uh, we have awesome opportunities for new agents to come in and learn the business and learn under our top agents on the team, which is pretty awesome. Um, and that's what we've been doing, and we've been doing pretty good at it. These yeah. guys are producing like an average agent mm -hmm. from the get-go, right? Right. It's pretty badass have to say yeah what are you gonna say dude i'm just so fucking proud of everybody <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of everybody killing it and stepping up too especially you know you have jen's program right there you have brendan as well that we're rolling out um but watching these agents come in and be able to shadow an agent that knows what the hell they're doing instead of just coming in trying to figure it all out on their own it's like hey here's exactly what we do here's what you got to do to be successful follow follow the process yeah all the structure, follow everything that we have, we have in place. That's why you're able to get a brand new agent in here within a, literally a couple of months. They're already producing two, three deals a month easily. Yeah. You already have everything in place. So if you are an agent who is ready to take your business to the next level, if you're ready to learn from one of the best, we have Jennifer Lankford right over here. Mm -hmm. I like just to touch on that. I also think if you are an agent that has been in the business for some time and just need like some systems, some support, it is also a really great program to have that accountability and have that structured life because this business is basically just mindset and habits. Yeah. And yep. once you tackle those, then you're going to, you're going to be a top producing. Agent. Exactly. Uh, I want to hit on that. I'm not a very emotional guy. I'd like to think, I think sometimes I am, but <laughs> I, I heard Jen the other day and I like, I like doing this with mm -hmm. Jen and Brendan and everybody else, right. Who are, are on our leadership team. Uh, I heard Jen coaching an agent on the team, and I was getting a little emotional. <laughs> it, it, it was like a dad and like watching the daughter like yeah. grow up. <laughs> no, it's cool to see because the agent wasn't on your team at that point, right. but you can see how much you care and right. how much you really want these people to be successful. And I think everyone wants that, right? Mm -hmm. But when you're a new agent and you're beginning, you're kind of like looking at everybody like competition. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not saying you don't want them to be successful. But I know there's a lot of agents out there who kind of hide their, they think their secrets mm -hmm. to why they're successful. Mm -hmm. And I look at Jen and Brendan and they're like giving everything away, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. 
and and I like that. And you're right. It is mindset. It is mindset. Um, uh, and it's so important to have somebody who knows what the fuck they're doing, who's been in the business for years, who's been a top producer to learn from. Well, and I also think like there's so much business out there. Are you kidding me? When people, and I know agents that are like, oh, I'm not going to share my secrets or, you know, I'm not going to share the, you know, like my little tips and tricks. And I look at it like, why? Like there are people that you know that I don't, and there's so much business to go around. And so I'm more than happy to share like my tips and tricks and what has worked for me and what hasn't. So yeah. And that's the way it should be. I feel like everybody yeah. should kind of just learn off of each other. That's why I feel like we all piggyback off of each other here where it's like I have my weaknesses and my strengths too. And you guys do too. We all mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. But we're able to pick it up and learn from one another, which is the way it should be. But yeah, you're right. You know, we all come from a, a similar background of everybody wanting to keep everything hush hush mm-hmm. and a secret. Mm-hmm. Nobody wanted anybody to know like, hey, this is the magic formula right here. We only have this. Like, really? Let's get real here. Yeah. So. We're here to give it, give it all away and show everybody here's exactly what you need to do to be successful. Yeah. And we're killing it. We're crushing yeah. it. And we want all of you guys to crush it too. Yeah. I think we were like one of the what, top three, I think in the nation for closings last month out of uh, realty one, something like that. Yeah. It was too easy, man. I need yeah. I'm like, what? I'm like, what yeah. <laughs> like, we're, we're doing it, but we just started. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? How's yeah. that possible? Yeah. That's fucking sad. Well, no. <laughs> Yeah. Well, no, on top of that, too, la- la- last year's numbers, too. We had the numbers from last year, yeah. the top teams and everything. Like, Were you shocked? I'm like, whoa, they're that low? I was shocked. Well, because what happens is everyone is a real estate agent, but nobody's actually producing. Yes. And I yep. think that we need to touch on that because social media has, you can have this perception that you're closing deals, you're on it, you're a top producing agent. But you look someone's numbers up because you can look someone's numbers up. By the way, make sure everybody does that, too. If you have anybody online pretending like they're the hot shit, oh, yeah. look them up. Yeah, you look up their numbers. You see what they're producing. You're just like, you're a joke. Yep. Yeah. So I think that, you know, touching on that, like, you got to put your money where your mouth is. Uh-huh. And I think that a lot of agents out there, you know, have that you can have that perception on social media and it's just, yeah. And, and we all understand that, that concept fake it till you make it, which is fine to a certain extent, but you don't want to be deceptive. And I feel like there's a lot of people out there and we've interviewed some of them where I'm just like, Oh my God, (laughs) Mm -hmm. what are you saying over here? We we had this person saying that they knew everything about buyers and they never close a deal. And I'm like, wait, what? Zero. (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) What are you talking? Do you know what it's like to go in a contract? Do you know the stress? Do you know the, the, the you have to manage both yourself and your emotions, your clients' emotions, the lenders' emotions sometime, and and the the sellers if you're working with a buyer, like, mm-hmm. dude, I mean, come on, you know nothing about producing and closing these deals. What happened, Daniel? Oh, it's all right. It's because I have so much power in me right yeah. now. It's just like coming <laughs> off. Uh, no, but going yeah. back to that, you know, and and I did want to talk about leadership thing because you are in a leadership position right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we all are. And uh, I do think there's a responsibility that not a lot of people touch on when it comes to leadership. And, and we talked about that uh, yesterday and it might not have anything to do with real estate, mm-hmm. you know, because you'll have people that come in the office that you have to be so intuitive mm-hmm. when you're working with mentees and people that you're training and you have to know, like, is there something off here that has nothing to do with real estate? You know what I mean? You have to know when to talk to them 
about their personal life because you do. Yeah, of right? course. You end up coaching them on things that have nothing to do with real estate. Well, and I think that this whole work-life balance, I've said this before, it's a joke. It's uh, a total misconception because you cannot, when you're an entrepreneur, you cannot just work nine to five and then clock, clock out at all. You're working around the clock. Your mind is always thinking about ways to be creative and innovative. And I think that some of these agents or some of these people get this twist where you have to integrate the two. You have to have your work and your life and your personal life and your fitness and your mental health. It all has to intertwine. It's never like you're clocking in, clocking out, mm. and this is it. So You're so right about the health and fitness stuff. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's key, dude. Yeah. It's so weird. Like, I started dropping weight, but I didn't realize, like, when you're in a caloric deficit, mm -hmm. you don't want to go to the gym. You're just, like, tired all the time. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. we scheduled this photo shoot, and, and my nutritionist, Justin, we talked about this. Uh, I'm like, dude, I feel like I haven't been taking it too serious, like at all, <laughs> until I set a deadline for something. And I'm like, I don't have any deadlines right now. We, we have the deadline for my, my final weigh-in, which is next Tuesday. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, I need to have something that's motivating me more because I've been doing this for a year. And I'm like, that photo shoot. Mm -hmm. And so we scheduled the, the, the deadline for the photo shoot. And then I, as soon as I scheduled it, I was back on it. And it was like four pounds a week, four pounds a week, four pounds a week. And uh, I think that you have to apply that same mentality to your business as well. And I don't think a lot of people do that where they're actually setting deadlines for themselves, mm -hmm. you know, where they're like, hey, uh, I have two deals that I need to close by the end of next month or the end of, you know, or 60 days or 30 days or whatever your, or whatever your, your goals are. I don't feel like people take that into consideration where they're really following a deadline that they put in place. Mm -hmm. So I feel like you, you really have to do that and, and learn how to do that and I guess when you're new and in and, and anything, when you, even when, you, when, you're, when you're crushing it, you, you really got to know yourself and know your level of discipline. Because mm -hmm. you talk about work-life balance, and I see people using their life as an excuse mm -hmm. not absolutely. to go to work. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And I also feel like, just to touch on that, like your habits are going to create the person that you want to be. And so if you're struggling waking up in the morning, like this is something that I've used for, you know, years and years is I used to have a bad habit on like pressing the snooze button and I put my phone in the bathroom. Yes, that's what I do. And literally <laughs> it's, it's like on loud. It's mm -hmm. so annoying. By the time it goes off, I like <laughs> have to walk. Right. And immediately because of the five second rule, it's another book that I yeah. had integrated into my life and no my Robins. habits. Yes, yeah. it's just like the like you have five seconds before you make that decision on going back to bed. So I like mm -hmm. turn the corner. I like put my coffee. I'm like, okay, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. Yeah, that is so crazy when she said that because I was doing that as a kid where it was like five, four, three, two, one, like yeah. liftoff, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, that's why when you said that, it hit because I used to listen to her speak like at two and three in the morning. I do these like crazy walks, and uh, at night and I have it in the headphones, and she would talk about that and it would resonate. And I'm like, she's so right. It's just like almost like counting down. And then when you hit that number, you don't have an option. You have to get up, mm -hmm. you know, five, four, three, two, one up. And uh, yeah, Mel Robbins, shout out. That's a good. Yeah, it's, good. A, great, it's yeah. a great one. There's a few books that like absolutely have changed my life. And, you know, that one is for sure a good one. I think um, Miracle, Mor Miracle Morning is my absolute favorite. I think that. That book was introduced to me when I was at Keller Williams, and I never read it. I was like, nah, not really a fan. I, I'm, I didn't want to do their training programs. And then later on, it just like fell in my lap, and it, it it is so great. It just teaches you the things that you need to do in the morning and have a structured morning routine. And you don't have to do 
do it every single day, but it just allows you to keep that uh, structure to where you get your mind right and get it going for the day. Instead of like waking up 30 minutes before work, you're just like rushed. You feel rushed. You feel like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Right. And so this is actually, it takes a step back where you, you can have some time to think and process and just go through your day, like at a more, like at a scheduled pace. Yeah. So I want to hit on that, Kay, because we actually had an agent that we've been trying to help for the last Mm -hmm. three months, two and a half months. Which one? The one. The one. The one. The one that left. Okay, anyways. Oh, okay. We love this guy, Yeah. Mm -hmm. right? He was a kid. He was young, right? But I'm going to hit on what you just said because that type of behavior when you are trying to get to work and you wake up just 30 minutes before you have to be there, that shit is not practical. And honestly, it's kind of toxic. And it's like, wait, how the fuck is that toxic? Let me explain, okay? Because number one, that's a that, that's a choice that you have, okay? Especially when you have no other priorities, you have no other jobs, you have no kids, you have no significant other, and uh, and you're completely healthy physically, right? If you're dealing with some mental shit, I can see that really getting in the way. But when it comes to your schedule and your morning routine, like, like you talked about, if you have to be at work at, let's say, 8 o'clock, and you know you have to eat so you're good for the day, right? You know, you have to maybe prep your meals like I think everybody should. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to get clear and get focused and get present and go through some meditation and go through what happened yesterday and what's going to happen today. And you know you have to do all of that and get ready and not be stressed out flying to work in the car because you think you're going to be late. And getting there early on time, that takes hours. So if you have to get up at, if you have to be at work at 8, you should probably get up at 5 mm-hmm. or 5.30. Mm-hmm. So you can fit all those things in. And if you're not doing that, that's where I think the toxicity comes in because it fucks up your whole day. And we talked about this, uh, this agent myself, you know, I said, Hey, I need you here on time. Nine o'clock. Be here at eight forty-five, please. He said, okay. He started coming at eight forty-five, but his body was here. His body was here, but his mind was not here. Mm-hmm. He was not present. And I was like, dude, okay, you're here at nine, but you're still waking up 30, 40 minutes before there's no fucking way you're going to be present. There's no way your mind is going to be here. And, and we talked about that. And I'm like, dude, do you understand what I'm saying? When I say I want you here, I want you here. I don't just want your body here. I want you here. Right. So I've been waking up early um, for a little while now. And I think that, you know, the moment that I wake up, I hit the gym it, and it's become like who I am now. Right. I don't hit the gym just because I want to be like buff and fit. Like yeah. this is like a lifestyle. And I think that people forget about that. Um, and if you really think about it, if you're waking up at seven o'clock and you choose to wake up at five o'clock, that's two extra hours every single day that you'll you'll have. Now, if you do that for a month, that's two hours a day times 30 days. So now you're at 60 hours, right? Two times, two yeah, hours. You just times. got like almost so four now, days. Now you have an extra month per year. Three days. <laughs> an extra, right. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. But it's. Oh, it, but you're right. Damn, yeah. that is so, so fucking crazy. Yeah, so now you have about. an extra month out of the whole, just because of you, just because you woke up two hours earlier every single day. And so. I think that people forget, like, you know, it really is like who you want to be, the habits you want to create, uh, the person that you're trying to be, because yes, it takes time and it takes like, um, the initiative to do it yourself. But I mean, at the end of the day, who do you want to be? Like, do you want to be that couch potato watching TV and like not having any goals? I mean, if you do, like, there are some people like that. Yeah. Well, if you do, you want, you want you want to make sure to have a good, comfy couch at least, you know. Yeah, <laughs> good, <of course>. couch. <laughs> good couch. 
Good TV, huh? Good yeah, TV you know, you know what's funny is <laughs> I'm going to talk about this because real estate agents. I always thought that was really funny. I, I mean this not being disrespectful at all, okay? Because I've been fucking poor my whole life, right? And and growing up especially. And uh, I always noticed that you go into these houses that are in the low-income area and the house looks like shit and it's in terrible condition. Not all of them, okay? I'm not being disrespectful. But they always have a big-ass nice TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> always. <laughs> How do you have this fucking $1,500 flat screen <laughs> like what the fuck is that about right mm-hmm. <laughs> like do you, you get what i'm saying here well and you think about it like this because this is like us as real estate agents we've been in hundreds oh, of yeah. thousands of homes yeah, like yeah. It, it comes to where you're seeing 100 homes a week and you're just like and it becomes automatic but you start to understand the different lifestyles that people have if they have books you know that they're you know knowledgeable you start seeing their plaque their their plaques on like their achievements and their, you know, awards or whatever. And you start to understand like different people are, have the different habits that are going to take you places. Did you guys notice in Ryan's listing? I didn't see a TV. Did you guys see a TV in that $2.2 million house? I I don't think I did. Yeah. Don't you? You're right. Do you see what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about. Actually downstairs in the theater room. Okay, perfect. That's where it belongs. But in the living room and there's a library, there's, there was, that's what I'm saying. Right. And, and, that's exactly what I'm trying to hit on, right? It's about those habits. And these are, again, these are things that you have the ability to control. Nobody's forcing you to put a TV in every fucking room in your house. And mm-hmm. I swear to God, my wife and I started doing that because of our kids. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, my daughters are like bugging us to watch TV, but we want to watch TV. And all of a sudden we had no TVs. When I had my son, we had no TVs ever. Like we just read books and we're always outside. We live in the city, never had a TV. Mm-hmm. And, and my daughters, you know, they came and, then we started getting TVs and I'm like, how in the hell did we get all these TVs? <laughs> it's like a TV in like every fucking room in this house. And so I'm getting rid of them now. Like we're going to bring one here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring, I'm bringing two here. I'm going to put Good. one in the break or one in the reception area, one in the the playroom, which we got to hit on. Yeah. Oh, but you know, let's yeah. touch oh, on that. Oh. Let's touch on that. Right. Yes, we have definitely. agents here and we've been talking about this. Yep. There's so many agents out there and this is a valid point. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say that, oh, your excuses are bullshit. What I mean is there are agents who might be single parents mm-hmm. who may not have that support to have their kids go to daycare, to have their kids uh, come with them to work. And so they leave them at home or they have to stay at home with them, which stops them from being able to call and prospect and work. Right. And so what we did here is we have not an extra room. I just said, what the fuck do I need an office for? I'll find another one. Right. Yeah. And so we mm-hmm. moved this uh, this office. We're turning it into a playroom. Right. I don't, I don't want to say daycare because we're not going to have like a like a person working here for that. Yeah. We'll have a receptionist who will help out. But if you're an agent out there and one of your issues has been, damn, man, I really can't find time to get away from my kid to prospect. You can come here to UVO group mm-hmm. and we have a massive playroom with plenty of stuff from ages one years old to 18 years old. And you can come in and work while your kids are preoccupied. And you're still here in the building. Which is honestly perfect because you have a lot of people that, you know, they are going out on appointments and the reality is you don't want to take your kid with you when yeah. you're showing a home. It's just a little awkward, you know. But I get it. If you have to do it, you have to do it. Now, I imagine having a place where you can just come stop by, you know, to get to get, to get some contracts in. Just maybe even go out and show, have a show a home, maybe an hour or two. Be able to know that, hey, your kid is good. Your kid is being taken care of at no cost at all. 
Well, and just think about, like, I have an older kid. He's 13. You guys have saw me this past summer. I'm, like, bringing him in. He yep. comes in. He preps his meals, right? And it's he just sits over, like, in the corner, and which is fine, right? But, I mean, now that you guys have created this space, it's going to be more comfortable. He's going to feel more comfortable, mm -hmm. like yeah. he's not intruding in anybody's space. Yeah. And so I find value in that. Like, yes, he's older, but still for the summer, I was still bringing him in because he would – yeah, home sleeping. Yeah, you know, until noon, twelve. I mean, twelve, one, two. You know. Well, he's growing. He's growing. <laughs> he that is his excuse. He too. is growing. <laughs> so, but yeah, I find extreme value in that. Yeah, yeah. No, it definitely is, and we'll post videos and stuff of that a little bit later on. Um, over this weekend, we're gonna be finishing the room. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I'm really excited about that. Like, seriously, me too. I'm like, I'm gonna take advantage. I got kids. <laughs> when school comes, they get out at two, two and three o'clock. I'm gonna pick them up, bring them here, and continue to work. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's not gonna be an excuse for a lot of people who tend to use that. Then you can have those good conversations as a leader. Like, what's your excuse again? <laughs> we have the playroom here. Yep. We have a daycare here, right? Yeah, of course. Bring your kids here and get to work. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm happy that you're doing that. I'm happy you stepped up because. Alan and I, of course, we're in a position where we don't have that time and availability to help a lot of the newer agents. And we saw that we were constantly closing the door on new agents because we didn't have that time. So I'm so happy and so grateful and appreciative that people like Jen mm -hmm. and Brendan are stepping up to take care of these agents and, and, and fulfill that, that role and that need. Exactly. And, and they're able to learn from somebody who's in the, who's in the grind right now. You know, they're still grinding. They're still calling. They're still out there. Uh, they're able to learn firsthand. It's like, you know, when, when, when you barely began, you were able to see with me firsthand. Yeah. You know, and I feel like that is so extremely important. That way you're not having to waste. I mean, wait a year or two to figure everything out. You can learn it within a couple of months and get the ball rolling, be able to provide for, for, for your family, be able to just build, you know, start building your, your, your career. Well, I also feel like you touched on a very valid point. I am still a producing agent. And I know the market. I know how to write competitive offers in today's market. I am up to date and up to speed in what's going on in the real estate world today. I'm not just sitting back like, hey, let me, you know, show you some tips and tricks that I previously used. No, this is like, I'm using them today. Jen yeah. is the, the top agent what, in quarter number two? Number one agent? Yes. She's, like, she's not happy yes. about that. Yes, of course. She's not happy about that. <laughs> she wanted quarter one and two. I thought, yeah. My quarter one, like it really did teach me a lot about myself. It taught me a lot about like how to, how to create and continue to consistently have the same habits that I know work yeah. because it's, it's interesting being in this position where I'm now a mentor and I can teach these agents that consistency is absolutely key. I've been in the industry for quite some time. I've had great months. I've had not so great months. And it, it is a mindset thing. And so you have to continue continually to have a good mindset, but also have the habits that are going to get you where you need to be. Mm -hmm. I always joke with Jen. And I'm always <laughs> like, <laughs> I think I told you the text, like Jen doesn't have a heart or something. I don't oh, know. Yeah, <laughs> she really does. But uh, I always joke with her because she comes off like this really tough, but she is. Yeah. And you're not coming off that way. That's just you. Yeah. You know, Jen is a tough person. She's not mm -hmm. like I always tell her, dude, there's not a lot of people like you because Jen has these high expectations of a lot of people, uh, you know, agents. And I'm like, chill. <laughs> not everybody is like you, dude. This is the, yeah. Right. Relax. Uh, but no, I, I, I think that is definitely the best person to le le learn from because 
they are going to be able to weather any storm, right? And then if you as a mentee have a leader who is weak and who mm-hmm. can't weather any storms, mm-hmm. you're going to, I mean, they're going to set the tone for you if you're really following them and, and you're voluntarily following them, mm-hmm. right? And we talked about that when it comes to positional leadership. Mm-hmm. You know, too many people out there have a title as a leader. It's a title. They didn't mm-hmm. earn it. They have a title and they take it like they've earned it and they believe it, right? But they haven't proven themselves. Okay, in, in real estate, right, or in business. And uh, I feel like that needs to be addressed because there's too many people who are following these fucking leaders who are not qualified, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And they don't and they don't have what it takes. Ah, oh, I want to run my mouth so bad right now. Dude, I'm, actually, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm holding back too right now. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I want to fucking scream in this mic. But no, you know, uh, uh, the proof is in the pudding, sort of say, right? But I'm, I'm just saying... Uh, Again, we cannot be more grateful to have you here to be fulfilling this role because you are somebody who can weather the fucking storm. And we talked right. about this with companies who have tried to purchase us in the past. And we've said this multiple times. You know, Alan and I are not afraid of taking the next step and going to the next level ever, right? It doesn't even like compute, like fear. What are you talking about, right? At all. And I think too many people have this idea that, oh, they're going to get to a certain point and they're going to slow down or become a little bit fearful because what's coming next. And we've talked about this. Alan and I can take an ass whooping. We began building the company right when COVID, COVID. hit. We, we began building what in March? COVID hit March yeah. right around, right around that time. So if you can weather that, come on now. Like yeah. this, this is easy, you know, yeah. and going back to what, what, you, what you said about positional leaders. Yeah. Like <laughs> you expect people to follow you. And if you're a true, true leader, people will follow you. Mm-hmm. And if people don't follow you, what does that say about you? Are you a true leader? Well, I think leaders are supposed to build other leaders. Yes. And that's a level five leader. Get that book, by the way. John Maxwell, Five Levels of Leadership. I keep telling you guys that. Get the fucking book already. God damn it. I I watched the audio of it. I watched the audio. That's the level five is uh, creating other leaders. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And some people skip all the first steps and they think that because they have that title, now they have the ability, but you don't have the ability. You have to go through the steps and you have to learn how people, uh, number one, how to communicate with people. And I'm not talking about telling them what to do. We talked about this yesterday when I said, hey, there's a difference between managers and leaders. Managers will tell you something. They'll tell you, do this, do that, do this, do that. Leaders will show you, right? And then they'll sell you, hey, this is why you should do it because this is the result and this will happen and we'll get here. And there's a lot of differences between managers and leaders and managers don't see that, Right. They're typically the higher C individuals. Mm -hmm. You know, we've seen that in the past where this cautiousness and this paralysis by analysis Mm -hmm. is, is, it's so prevalent, you know what I mean? And it stops them from moving forward, which slows down the growth of their followers or their people they're training. And that's not a good habit, Mm -hmm. you know, especially right now in real estate, it's always changing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You have to be able to go with the flow. Um, And some people just can't do that. Right. Yeah, I agree. I think um, even myself, like I was a solo agent and people don't understand. I see value in what you guys bring. And, you know, when you guys approached me, Alan, Fernando, you walked out on the meeting. <laughs> I had a phone call. <laughs> Fernando's like, peace out. I'm, I'm like, out. I'm not joining the team. I'm good. <laughs> Fernando's like, peace out. I'm out, I'm out of here. <laughs> He, he, he had no faith in me. I, I had hella faith in <laughs> no, you. No, no. You walked out. <laughs> but that's okay. Fucking jackass. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Alan was just like catching up. But yeah. um, I feel like, you know, 
looking back at that moment, there was so much turbulence and turmoil that I was experiencing. And I think that you forget, you know, that sometimes you need that support and someone to push you. And I mean, what better leader could I like have followed than Alan? Like Alan was a producing agent. Oh my God. I keep telling these agents, it's, uh, I keep telling these agents and I I, I said it yesterday when I was meeting with some of them before our meeting, I said, I said, you guys don't understand. I had the benefit of working with Alan side by side for like 15, 16 hours a day. And it was for like three, four months straight, right? For the first three, four months of my career. And I was producing on my second week since I started. And, and those three, four months, I mean, netted me over $150,000 my, my first, my first year. And, and I thought to myself, like, damn, I was so fucking lucky because some agents like for now, like right now, Alan is not producing right now. Alan is taking deals when they come to him here and there, but for the most part, he gives them to the team mm-hmm. right? he supports the team mm-hmm. and uh, he's in a leadership role now. So he's not out helping buyers, but a lot of agents, they didn't get that. Right. You know? And so that's why I'm so happy that. They're not leaning so much on Alan as much anymore. They're leaning on you. They're leaning on, on, on Brendan. And, and you're right. Like who better to follow in real estate than somebody who has that proven track record. You have to have a proven mentor. Right. It's like, absolutely. Like look at the offer that I wrote last night. I'm Alan. Hey, do you know this guy? Do you know this guy? Of course he does. Everyone knows him. Yeah, of course he does. And what does that do for me? It like, it helps me sweeten the deal. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm like, you, you know, a colleague of mine. Right. And so I use it to my benefit too. So a lot of people don't, don't think about things like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wait, you're using me, John? A little bit. Why would you be using me? Well, I literally called you. I'm like, hey, you know this guy, right? He was at C21. <laughs> and I'm like, I got you. I got you. Handle yeah. it. He, he has no other option but to accept. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> too funny, huh? Yeah, oh, sure. it's too funny. Yeah, no, I love it. Um, again, I'm so happy that that, that you're in the... And you, and you lasted this long, like... like yeah, a lot of agents like a who year. continue to produce, yeah. they're like, oh, I'm going to go on my own and do my own thing. And dude, there's so many opportunities here. Like I look at it and I, I told you this, I told you this yesterday, like I can go off and be a solo agent again. That's fine. Right. I know I can produce, but the level of support and I can go a lot, a lot longer, yeah. faster, yeah. you know, the, the, the time that I've been with you has been great, but I, I'm like, where, like, what am I going to do? Like, I could still do the same thing, but with you guys and the way that you're producing and going and the things that you guys have lined up, it's like, why wouldn't I stay here? Yeah. <laughs> like, I would be doing, I would be doing a disservice to myself. Well, we're, yeah. we're all yeah. here. We're all here for the ride too. You know, like there's always something new coming up. It's not just about real estate, you know, like we're, we, we got the Fox. I'm not sure if you want to touch up on that, yeah. but we signed a contract with Fox, what, maybe a month ago, two months ago? About two and a half months two ago. Two and a half months ago, yeah. roughly. And that's taken off, you know? Like, I feel like it's definitely adding a tremendous amount of value to um, to the agents, you know, especially when, especially for the clients and for the agents, too, when it comes down for the agent, being able to pick up listings easily because you're able to promote their property on Fox. Like, come on now, it's the number one network here in, in Utah. Mm-hmm. You know, you have the other ones like ABC and et cetera. Like, who the hell watches ABC? Let's be real here. You know? <laughs> right. I'm just saying, but no, when That's it comes true. down, when it comes down to getting, to picking up listings or anything, when you're going out meeting with the client and letting them know, hey, here's what we can do differently to market your home, get you maximum exposure for it, and be able to get you top, top dollar for it. Here's what we do. Oh, I fucking love that. It's so funny. 
who watches TV at all? <laughs> well, well, to that, like, I'm going to touch on that because, yes, I thought the same thing. Like, yeah. who watches TV? Yeah. Yep. But at a listing appointment, which I just went to, mm-hmm. it is absolutely a seller. Oh, my God. Yes, it is. You know, yep. hey, by the way, you know, your house is going to be featured on Fox 13 News. 20,000 people are going to see that. And by the way, I know you don't think that a lot of people watch TV. They're going to actually post that link to their website. Yeah. People are on the internet all the time. So yeah. your house will be seen. You know, and their, and their YouTube channel, they have 160,000 plus subscribers. They get a shitload of views on, on their mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, as soon as we post any of our real estate rundown segments, we get hundreds and hundreds of Dude, views in the that, first hour. That happened yesterday. Yeah. We, we, we went live with Chris's listing. Yeah, he got two uh, buyers out of that listing. Within that two up. minutes of yeah. putting it up. 60 seconds. The first one called them immediately. And it was a broker, and he's like, hey, I want the property. How did I send the offer in? And that property yeah. was on the, on the market for, what, a week or two now? No, almost a, almost a month. Yeah. It was a couple of weeks we've had <clears> on the market. No yep. hits on it or anything. Boom, right when we put it on Fox, you got to buy it within two minutes. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. So there is power behind that. And I know people may look at it and go, hey, people don't watch TV. Actually, they do. Yeah. Well, and you, you and sorry, and you, it'd be surprised because there's a lot of times I thought the exact same thing. I'm like, dude, I haven't watched TV. I don't even know what sh- what to even how to even watch. TV. Yeah, we you didn't know? even know how to pull it we up. Didn't, we didn't even first, know how to pull it up. <laughs> the first segment. But there's so much power behind that. Like, I'll be out and people be like, "Hey, I just seen you on TV." Like, I was, my my uh, my security guard, for example, um, he's like, "Hey, were you on TV the other day?" I'm like, "Oh yeah." He's like, oh, what the hell? Like, I see you on TV. <laughs> Another person too. And I'm what like, oh, hell? okay. Well, just think about this. The demographic that watches TV is going to be your baby boomers. Yep. So the demographic alone, whether they're selling, they're downsizing, yeah. they have, they're going to have friends and family, right? Their grandchildren are going to be Correct. purchasing. So they're always on the hunt for everybody else. But the, yeah. but the thing is, even if it is on TV, I mean, you're targeting the people who are watching TV, but also social media. Like right. they're all over social media. Yeah. They're promoting it all over. You yeah. know? And so then let's talk about the agent too, because when we talk about credibility, guys, this is really what it is. How do you separate yourself from all the other agents who are going for the same listing, right? If you have that, well, and, it's easy if you're part of UVO. Well, the, well yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying. But to the, but to the, but to the client, you know, to the client's point. You know, they'll ask you, and what you can tell them, obviously, is, hey, your home's going to be featured on Fox 13, 20,000 additional buyers, potential buyers. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to see your property. And then uh, the social media, we get hundreds of thousands of views on the social media links yep. um, because of the money we put behind it. And again, guys, this shit is not free. Mm-hmm. But we invest heavily in the agents. We invest heavily in their career and their growth and their future. Um, and it's sometimes it's sad to see agents go, like the one we talked about, you know, who just couldn't get his mentality uh, in check and couldn't get his discipline down because if he knew the opportunity oh, that was there. Oh, there's so much opportunity yeah. here. It, it, it blows my mind. But again, it really comes down to your mindset and yeah. your habits, because if you're willing to push through all of the shit that co- it's going to come because life happens. Mm-hmm. And so when life happens, you have to push through when you, if you are willing to do that, absolutely. Like there is treasure on the other side. Yep. Yeah. <coughs> so people, that's what people, what people got to realize too is it's more than, it's more than just real estate there's so many opportunities out there you know like going back to okay now the fox and now after that we're getting a segment as well and the plan after that is to get the get a reality show going here as well yeah. we're moving fast you know we're moving fast and all these other brokerages out there that they're old i mean i'm not trying to say old i'm not trying to say put anybody down there but <laughs> It's it's it's, it's, it's but, different. But also, you have to think about it because in the past, when I thought of a real estate agent, it was like I thought of someone old, 
right? It was like their long term career, you and get, now they have that gold jacket. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> tweed, yeah, the, the green like coat. a tweed was it the jacket, green coat? Was the red coat. Was it red coat? These used to be coats, right? Back in the day, I think a yellow or gold was a C twenty one, and then red was probably KW. I don't yeah, know. I don't it doesn't know. Matter, but I just that that was my mentality, and yeah. now like with the twenty first century and social media and all of these other avenues, like we're the we're the new generational mm-hmm. wave of real estate agents, mm-hmm. and I think that people forget that, mm-hmm. you know. So when you do think about hiring an agent, like you have to think about like yes, is their social media just you know, uh, like a pretend, are they really actually producing or, you know, and I would do your due diligence as a, you know, as a buyer for sure. Yeah. Well, though that happens so much with coaches too. And we've talked about this, you know, multiple times before is too many people, they want to be a coach. Everybody's trying to be a life coach and this kind of coach and a real estate coach. But then you fucking look them up and they've done zero deals or they've done maybe five or 10 of their whole career. Like, how are you going to be able to learn? I mean, teach somebody when you haven't gone through the grind, going back to what you yeah. mentioned, we, the person we interviewed maybe a few weeks ago, <clears throat> they thought they were hot shit, but they'd done zero deals. Yeah, and, and like half, over half a year. And like, and like ha- over a half a year, yeah. <laughs> like you should be producing after your first month without a problem. Like, Yeah. Interesting Well, maybe I'm going to touch on that because my first year, it took me three months. And I'm going to tell you this every single time is if you are not consistent, it will absolutely take you three months to build your pipeline and yep. build that every single time. Yep. It's happened to me a, a few times. And I've noticed this. It's like, you that's why you want to stay consistent with your business. Yeah. But also like, yes, like do your due diligence. There's way too many agents like fronting. And at this point in my career, it's just like, come on. <laughs> How about those weird right? agents that ask for commissions on stuff that they didn't have anything to do with? I had this person I did this deal with, with, with this client and the client was like, hey, my sister's getting her real estate license. And I'm like, oh, good for her. By the way, we're already in contract. Let's fucking close this deal, right? And then like a week before closing, she's like, hey, let's talk about the commissions. And I'm like, let's talk about them. <laughs> I'm getting paid. What do you want me, what do you want me to talk about? I'm getting paid. Mm. And she's like, my sister's wondering if because she's an agent, you're going to give a referral. And I'm like, what? For what? <laughs> I'm like, what? And I'm like, hey, let's not even go there. You don't want to go there with me. And she's like, uh okay i'm like are these fucking people nuts like do you think this shit is is easy mm-hmm. this is not easy mm-hmm. real estate is not easy we get it all the time for and when i go back to talking about good mentors and good leadership you have to be available if you're going to be a coach or a mentor or leader you have to be available you cannot cl- fucking lock your door yeah. and tell your agents leave me alone i'm prospecting listen if you're going to be a coach and you're going to be a leader, you need to be a coach and a fucking leader right mm-hmm. and you have to be there when they need you Okay, because it's not just writing contracts and closing deals. There is so much mental anguish that the agent goes through. There's so much shit that they go through where they might explode and you have to be there to support them. Right. And they don't understand that. And and clients don't understand that this shit is fucking stressful. Well, and I think what has happened, I'm touching on social media a lot because I think that, yes, we get deals, we get them under contract and it looks easy, but it is because you put the work behind it. Mm-hmm. You've mastered your craft. You've learned the. You've learned how to write a, a strong competitive offer. That you know these things. But that's why it looks easy. But it's not easy. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't come easy. It comes because you put the work in. Well, it's what you do behind the scenes. Yes. You know? Same thing, like you know, working out. Like it's, you're not going to be buff or in good shape overnight. It's going to take months and months and months to get to that point. Same thing if you're going. You know, if you have if you if you're playing. In, you know, in the NBA, for example, you can have this all-star performance, you know, for an hour or two. But what ha- what are you doing behind the scenes? Are you training? 
Yeah. You know, it's that work leading up to it. Same thing for a real estate agent. Mm -hmm. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that people, people do not realize. <clears throat> it's easy to celebrate and go, oh, I got one finally. I got one under contract for my client. But what did you have to do to get to that point? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I mean, did you have to call the agent? Did you have to negotiate? Did you have to meet your client? Well, whatever it might be, like, there's so much that goes on. Did you have to negotiate? Like, there's a lot that plays out. Um, but then, but once you do finally get it, it feels, it feels good. Oh, of course. It feels oh, so it's good. always so oh, worth it. I love being able to call my client and go, Hey, by the way, I just want to let you know, I, by the way, the one thing I do, I love to do it. People hate it though. I'm like, Hey, <laughs> um, I don't know how, I don't know how to tell you, but fuck, we almost had that one. We almost, almost had it. They're like, Oh my God. No. Why? I'm like, nah, I'm just kidding. We got <laughs> it. We got it. What did you think would happen? You of know, course my, we got it. My wife, she came into the office one day and I was just working right and she hung out for like an hour and i had this client who was really difficult trying to get this offer we were going against like 33 offers yeah and we saw the house uh the the day that they were going to um that was my watch the day that we we're going to uh the sellers are going to accept an offer yeah we went in there looked at it called the agent built a good rapport had my lender call the agent did everything you're supposed to do wrote competitive offer and we got it and when i called the the client who's been looking for years when i called the client my wife was with me mm -hmm. i was like, oh we got the offer accepted and she's like, oh, cool. She didn't understand how, how important it was for this client, right? So she got to see firsthand when I called the client, the client was crying. They were so excited and they were crying. Mm -hmm. And it made me emotional. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, victory, you know? Mm -hmm. And she was like, wow, I never thought about that. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize how rewarding it was mm -hmm. for you to, 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 to get a job done for the client and how important it was and, and how much it meant to them. I think you know? um, people forget that like <clears throat> we change people's lives, right? Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you, the majority of my business this year has come from my buyers. Yeah. And in a seller's market, in the worst, highest seller's market yep. there has ever been in history. <clears throat> and I've worked with people that have moved from uh, Colorado, Arizona, and some of these people are in, are in such a time crunch, and they're living in a hotel, and they're they have two dogs and two kids, and they're 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 just trying to figure out their life. And I had one client tell me, "Hey, if we don't get under contract in the next three days, we will we will be renting." And so in my mind, I know that renting is like, you don't want to go back to renting. And so I'm going to do my best job as an agent, whether it's coming in early, trying to find um, off-market deals, networking with other agents, and like looking on KSL for for sale by owners. Like people don't understand that. They're just like, oh, she just found one. No, there's so much behind yeah. the scenes. Yep. And this is what a top producer a top agent does is they go above and beyond. Do my clients know that? No, I'm not telling them because this is just who I am as a person. And they know that like, I'm going to have their back. Yeah. That's how you operate reg yeah. regardless. Right. Jen, you just, have to. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, going back to her mindset, that's just, she's operates at a high level, <clears throat> everything she does above mm -hmm. and beyond. And, uh, you're not looking for recognition no. from anybody. No. Yeah. We're going to give you recognition, though. Oh, of course. <laughs> Jen gets recognition from us. <laughs> She's got awards right now in her office. By the way, talking about that, um, last month, I heard you had a good quarter. I mean, I, I heard you had a really good month. Yeah, it was my Three high. million yeah. in one month. Three yeah. million. Yeah. Good for you. It was my highest, highest month in, like, I think my whole career. That's what's up. Mm -hmm. yeah. it, was, it was a really good month. I'm, I'm so blessed to be in this position and to be, like, building my business and have my friends and family refer me because this is my bread and butter. It, it comes from referrals. And I think that, you know, having that is, it, you know, it, it speaks volumes. Yeah. 
I don't think people realize the uh, amount of money and the amount of deals it takes to get to three million. Mm-hmm. People typically will take them a whole year to be able to close three million in volume, and to be able to do that in one month, like that yeah. is damn good. But not even about the money portion. It's about how many people were you able to help, and talking yeah. about being able to be on a time crunch. Like, hey, I have three days to be able to find you a home. That's when a top producer will truly shine. Mm-hmm. It's like Kobe in the last fourth quarter mm-hmm. with five seconds to go. Like, who are we going to give it to? Kobe, because we know he's going to get it done. Mm-hmm. Same thing when it comes to Jen. We have a top producer right here. Crunch time. Who are we going to, who is going to get the job done for us? Because we don't want to go back to renting or we don't want to be homeless or whatever it might be. Yep. We have Jen right here. And that's why you've closed, you know, fucking three million in one month. Mm-hmm. Good job. I like. Am. Fuck yeah. Good job. I know. I'm, I was excited. I was like, yes, this is like <laughs> this is good shit, right? And then I have my mentee. She got her duplex under contract. Uh, she got it sold. Yep. I was helping her. Yep. And now it, the, this is where it comes to like me being a leader. Okay, how can I manage my time? What do I need to do better? You know, and I self-reflect all the time. Like, okay, if I'm going to be helping other people get their business up and running, like how do I best benefit them by, you know, still being able to be like produce myself, mm-hmm. but also help them. And so it's like time crunch, time management. What do I need to do t- with my family and sp- spend time with them, you know? And so it, it's definitely helped me, but I'm, I'm just excited for the, for the ride, to be honest. Where the, where the hell's our other mentor? <laughs> I don't know, what happened to him? What happened to him? I'm going to hit on that. I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to hit on that, right? I'm not going to say that uh, he fucked up, okay? But this is what I'm going to say. Uh, and this is something I need to learn because I didn't learn this growing up. I was always, no, work hard, work hard, work hard, work hard, work hard, work hard. Don't party, don't play, don't hang out, don't do nothing, don't enjoy anything. Just work, 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 right? Just drove myself fucking crazy. And uh, I learned that from hanging out with some of the people that we know who love to play really hard, right? And uh, you have to do that. I'm realizing that. Mm-hmm. If you, like if you really want to enjoy your success, you got to play hard, right? You don't just work really hard and then just play small. Like you got to have a good time and you got to, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, uh, going, going back to Brendan, I think he played a little hard last night. <laughs> I think a little hard last night and this morning, I think it went on into oh. the morning, <laughs> but, but no, shout out to him because he just made a, a huge milestone. He trans, he's, he transferred from being a producing agent. He's still a producing agent, but he transferred from working and prospecting full time to dedicating all of his time and his energy and attention to all of his mentees. And he has, I think seven right now. And uh, he is really, he's really shining, mm-hmm. right? Because we, we're not hearing it from him. We're hearing it from the people that he's training. And uh, they fucking love him. So I think even just to touch on that, like Brendan has a very, like we're all very high drivers. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, a lot of the mentees were kind of scared. They were like, I don't know if our personalities are going to yep. match, I right? That, yeah. And I had one of the mentees come and they were like, I'm kind of like nervous. And it's interesting to see him and his role and adjust yeah. their personalities. Mm-hmm. And so shout out to him because and it is hard. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what a true leader should be. Like, I mean, should do. Like, you can't just be, you know, going back to, you can't be closing the fucking door and putting curtains up and not letting anybody come in. Um, like, he's a true, true leader. And I get it. People may look at you or may look at him like, oh, man, like these guys, like, they have a strong, strong personality where people are afraid. Yeah, they might look at it like like arrogance or selfishness, but being 
doing what he's doing, doing what Jen is doing. This so it's so selfless. You know what I mean? Like like you guys are, are literally sacrificing your personal business, mm-hmm. right, to help people. And when they say, "Oh, you got to put uh, a, a specific dollar amount in your time," you can look at Jen and be like, "This is a thousand dollars an hour, yeah, person, easy." And if she's dedicating that time towards you, um, there's nothing more selfless than that. Mm-hmm. You know, so people don't realize, like even me, because me a couple of years ago when I went through that transition where it's all about me, 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 my clients, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. To taking a step back and be like, hey, now I want to show everybody else, I want to show the team what it takes to become successful and not just focus on me and my business, et cetera. Like, you got to have that shift. And I feel like, yeah, for me, it, it was like after a few years of being in, in the game, uh, I got to the point where I'm like, I'm making good money year over year over year. And top, top dollar. <laughs> well, just <laughs> driving a Lambo. I mean, like, top, like let's, let's touch on that for a second. But, 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 but it got to the point and, I, but going back to what you mentioned about the whole goal thing is you. Well, yeah, no, hold on. Let's go back to that for a second. Because top dollar, and it was in a market when the houses were really cheap. Yes. Yeah. So you're talking crushing it right now. You're probably making millions of dollars a year in real oh, estate, easy. right? Because the the fucking market's so high and the values are so high. So yeah, we got to hit on that. Allen was crushing it when the houses were 150, were 50, were 75, were 200 thousand dollars. 300 was like, oh my god. Yep. And you see agents are like, my client only got approved for 300, and it's like. Bro, <laughs> like, I heard that. I heard the other day too. I forgot who it was. That was Ovase walked in and said five hundred thousand. It was like four fifty five. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you poor thing, you poor guy. <laughs> it's like, come on. I was bro. over here selling condos for fifty and sixteen seventy uh-huh. home for like one hundred to two hundred. I thought it was cool. Like you hit three hundred, like, like like I mentioned, yeah. and that that was a big deal, you know. But people don't realize, like, you know, like for example, the year I did sixty nine deals, it was like you know about a half it was a half million dollars. For example, transfer that right now, you're looking at about one point five in just uh-huh. one single year because of how everything has gone up. People don't realize that you can do literally, <clears throat> you can do literally 20 deals, 20, 25 deals, for example, in a year and make a cool half a mil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't people realize mm-hmm. that. Like, yeah. It's not that hard. It's, yeah. I mean, it's simple, but you got to put the work in. But well, to touch on that, it's funny, you know, when people say, oh, well, will you take a discount? Will you like give me cash back or something? And I think about that, right? Because you also have to think about it. Would you go to a doctor and you need fucking leg surgery? Your arm is broken. Would you say, "Hey, will you give me a discount?" Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. I you're would. gonna no, you're, no, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. I, I probably would. No, no you I wouldn't. No, if your no. arm is broken, no, you want that shit taken you, care. You're of. like, I, I need uh-huh. it done right now. Exactly. Right? I don't want a deal. I just, I don't even care how much it costs. Right. And I think that there's so many agents out there that aren't good agents that are doing this discount and that are, you know. And it just, it, it's mind blowing to me because now it's a thing where it's like, okay, you're going to discount, especially like, in my opinion, I feel like the people should support you, yeah. you know, and they should help you. Like, yes, people are like, you're making a lot of money. Yeah, I am making a lot yeah, of money. And this is why I chose this career. Some people don't think like, hey, like if you're thinking about being a doctor, yes, it might be personality. It might be, that's what you love to do. But also there is a key factor that money plays And I think that, you know, money is an avenue that's going to help you get to whatever level you want in life, whether it's freedom, whether it's, you know, to travel, whether it's to spend more time with your family, to leave a legacy. And I think people forget this, you know, that there is a lot of ways to make money, not in just real estate, in life, you know, and we've come to a point in our, um, 
you know, with technology, with the, um, with, with everything going on that you can make so much money in, in any industry. Yeah. You know, so that makes like, it hits me because back in the day when I was chasing money and I was doing pretty good and, uh, I switched my mindset and I went into helping people, mm-hmm. you know, and then my money started going down a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then one of my mentors who's wildly successful told me, Hey man, you always want to make sure that you're putting money first. And he's like, it, it's going to sound weird. He's like, but you have to put yourself first. He's like, because yes, you can help a lot of people doing what you do at the level you're at. But if you make a lot of money, you can help way more people. Right. And, and, and it goes back to what you said, you know, the freedom obviously is what everybody I think is striving for financial freedom. Um, but what about the family? Right. How are you going to support your family? How are you going to help your family? And and money is a is a it plays a huge role in that. Right. And not a lot of people look at that because a lot of them are raised to think that people with money are bad. Mm-hmm. You know, we hear that all yeah, the time. Well, people. Yeah. People think, you know, at the end of the day, money is just a byproduct. You know, like it's like people might look at it and go, oh, you, you have too much or whatever it might be. And I'm like, dude, like I feel like the more that we're able to make, the more we're able to give back and provide for our families and friends and et cetera. You're able to give back. You're not having to worry and stress about money because the reality is when you're stressing about money, everything kind of starts just kind of falling apart. Your relationships start falling apart. Your health starts, you know, fall apart. Um, so, yeah, like even growing up too, like I, I was always told like money's the root of evil, whatever. And I'm like, hmm, that's weird, you know. But then I realized as I got older too, like I feel like the more you make, the more you can give back. Yeah. Which is truly fulfilling. It's crazy. Which is you the know, best part. You guys know Les Brown? Yes. Okay, so Les Brown, he's the first person I heard ever say this, right? Because I've always heard that too. Money's root of all evil, and I just kind of kept that in the background, didn't really think about it. And then he gave this speech, and it's probably like in the 80s, right? Mm-hmm. He's a boss for years, and he gave this speech, and in this speech he said that the lack of money is the root of all evil. He's like, you can look at the, po- the, the most impoverished communities, and that's where most of the crime is being committed, and it's always because of the lack of money. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, holy shit, I've never heard somebody say that. Like, it's always been... The money is the root of all evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it just put a lot of stuff in perspective for me, and it almost made me feel like, hey, you know what? My mission's changed, mm-hmm. right? I want to make some fucking money, <laughs> right? Right. I mean, it's 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 crazy to think about. But again, Jen, thank you so much for yeah, coming in. I'm so happy you're here. I'm so happy that we have mentors here that are fucking real mentors and real leaders, well, and that well, they're people, proven. Well, people can learn from the the best in the game. Like yeah. we have we have few of the top top producing agents here in the state of Utah. And you guys can learn a lot from them, like what it takes to be, become successful. Successful. It's like three million in a month. That's pretty much na- damn near a hundred fucking grand in a month. In I don't month. think people realize realize that. Like yeah. to be able to learn from somebody like Jen or like Brendan, we have a few other guys too as well. What a privilege. Yeah, and they what do like pretty consistently. It's not like it's a fucking fluke. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like these guys do it consistently. Exactly. Yeah. So who better to learn from than people like? That who can produce and perform. And not only that, I mean, look at the image, right? Look at the image. Jen is not a slouch. Jen is not a slob. She takes a lot of pride in her yep. image. Mm-hmm. Look at Brandon. It's the same thing, you know, and in order to maintain that success, you have to be well-rounded and you got to, you got to carry yourself to a certain standard, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and our guys do that. And I love that. And I'm extremely happy and blessed and grateful to have you here. Um, Brendan, you as well, fucking guy sitting at home, probably throwing up. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for being Thank you. Puking his brains out. Should have yeah. brought his bird instead. He could have yeah. st- stood in for him. Yeah. Uh, but no, again, thank you for being here, Alan. Thank you for being here. So happy we got a podcast out. We've been grinding and making moves mm-hmm. and uh, performing. The podcast is definitely not done. We are continuing to do this. 
business. Uh, and we are looking for guests. So anybody out there looking to be on with a great story, who is an entrepreneur, who has proven success, uh, whether that's in nonprofit or in business, give us a call. Hit us up, Fernando at uvorealestate.com, 801-471-4121. Again, thank you so much for being here, Alan. Thank you. Thank you again, Jen. Thank you again, Brendan. And thank you, uh, Daniel, for being behind the scenes uh, and uh, getting SOP done, please, for this fucking room. Okay. All right. We'll see you guys later. Until the next one. Until the next one. Okay. We'll see you guys later.